Pastor asked me to uh, share a, a bit of a testimony about some healing. And we talked about it this week, but uh, I, I remember we've been here two weeks, and that's going to be important, about two weeks in this church. And I had had a, soul, uh, a shoulder uh, operation done. And we'd actually, that happened on Friday. I had uh, uh, gone, gone to see Benny Hinn on, on Saturday, came to church on Sunday evening. We used to have it. We got home, and I remember that I got home and got in bed, and, and Kathy came and gave me some soup and, and sandwich. She went back to get hers and came back, and I'd had a stroke. And my, my face was sunk down. I couldn't, I couldn't feel anything, and I don't remember anything after that until I got to the hospital. We used to go to a church over by Willowbrook by the, by the medical center, and they happened to be meeting that night, and they happened to have a school of leaders going that night. And by the time I got to the emergency room, the waiting room was filled with people from wall to wall, and they were praying. And I woke up, and I remember I woke up in the emergency room, and I was so surprised that I wasn't in my bed at home that I was waking up in this emergency room, and I could talk, I could feel nothing wrong with me people coming in from the emergency room to talk to me, and I wanted to go out and talk with them. I couldn't understand why. Why would you let me go out there and talk? What a witness for those staff. What a witness. And the reason I keep saying I remember is because God gave me my memory that night. Well, about two months ago, it, I developed this spot on the back of my hand. And you know you're supposed to watch those, and it got great. It was just a little wart, but it got big and brown and turned black, and it's swollen up, and it started getting bigger and bigger. I didn't tell you about it, but praying about it every morning. We came in every morning at 6, and we prayed, and I was praying about it. And I said, you know, I need to get this fixed. I'd gone to my dear lease last Sunday with, with a bunch of the other guys. And of course, they're all, we're all about the same age, so they're all telling me all the stories about all the skin cancer they've had and <laughs> all the stuff they've got to get taken off. So I knew I was going to have to go take, get it taken off this last week. And I got home, but I've been praying. I cursed that cancer. And I said, no, in the name of Jesus, I know by his stripes I'm healed. And I got home on Sunday. I'm sitting on the back patio with my wife, and I rubbed my hand, and it fell off. And my first reaction was, I better take that to the doctor. <laughs> what am I doing? You know? God heals. God still heals. I just want to pass that along. Amen. Man, I just wanted us to hear that testimony. Uh, last Sunday, I spoke on healing. And I just want you to know God still heals. God heals. You know, I'm going to let you out a secret now. Uh, I have to deal with my wife later. But, uh, <laughs> but for about um, two months now, right? About two months, my wife had been having pains consistently. Constant pain. When we went, to, we went on vacation, the same thing. And it was always dulling. And it got worse. And got really bad this last Sunday. When I told her before service, we're going to be talking about healing, and you're going to be healed. Amen? She said, don't call me out. I don't, <laughs> I don't want everybody asking me questions. You know, I said, well, I'm not going to do that. But I believe that while I'm speaking, God's going to heal you. 
and uh, no, no, because Pastor Andy knew about this, and Pastor Andy prayed for her after service. And she left and, and went home after service and had a very good sleep. And I saw email from uh, 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 Jim Hussey back and forth, you know, about leaders. When they get attacked, what's going to happen? And I said, well, that's good, but not in my home. And, uh, but guess what? The pain is completely gone. No. She had a very good night's sleep. Woke up because usually it's in the morning when she gets up and she's getting out of bed, that thing will kick in. The pain will be so severe, and I see a double over. But we're determined. I've said it last Sunday. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God is suffering violence. And the violent ones take it by force. Whether they are coming at you with your place of work, or they are coming at you with your finances, whatever the enemy is doing, once you know the promise of God, then rest. Because God will always come through for you. He loves us. He loves us. So I know that my wife is healed because for more than two months now, there was probably not one day we were free from talking about this pain because it will come from time to time. But we haven't talked about it in last week. It's completely gone. Why should you be considered something so difficult for God to squeeze a tumor out of your body? Amen. Why would it be so difficult for God to do God can squeeze it out. He can do anything. That's what we're saying. God can do anything. So no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how difficult it is, there is God in your life. You are not alone again in the world. Before you met him, you were alone. But now you got God in your life. You're not alone. And you can never be alone because Jesus promised, I'll never leave you alone. So no, no matter what you're going through, he's there with you. And he'll give you the victory. The, the problem is we give up too early. We just give up. And because we're looking at what we can see and what we feel and all of that. And then I'm coming at it today because we really need to stay very firm. And this is not a question of just a Christian message. It's what you believe. Because what you believe is what's going to make you in life. Your faith in God is going to deliver you from all kinds of troubles in life. And you can be successful because God is in your life. Why should somebody look at all of them out there? They don't know God. Is there any benefit to serving God? Should life be better for those who serve God as opposed to those who rebel against Him? What's the difference? Can God be good to a person on the earth and you feel his goodness and your friends can see his goodness in your life? Well, if, if that's not the case, something is wrong. Why should I have to go to church? He only gives me blessings that people can see. But that doesn't make sense. But I believe there is a God. Amen. God is. Amen. God is. If there is no God, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time sitting here. But since I know God is, and I serve God, and God is with me, there's nothing that can stop me. There is no devil out there that can stop me. 
God is in your life. And what we do when we come to church is to remind ourselves, right? That's what the preacher is doing. He's not going to put God in your life. He's going to just to remind you that, hey, he's there. You got nothing to be afraid of. If I saw Jesus with me everywhere I go and I can see him personally, I'll take on anything. Amen. I'll take on nothing. If, you, if the trouble comes, I just look to his face. He say, hey, did you hear that? And I get my, he smile and I say, he's okay. No matter what's going on. Amen. So this morning I'm going to share with you, uh, this message is titled, Can Service to God Keep Us Safe and Sound? Can service to God keep us safe and sound? You know, the Bible says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth will make you free. Father, speak to your servants today. We want to hear from our God. Speak into our hearts and make us new. Bring deliverance to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, God is calling every man and every woman to serve him, to worship him. That's God's business today. He's looking and calling people to worship him. The worship of God is not for God's benefit. It's for our benefit. God is truly seeking and is sending us to go out and to seek those that are without, to bring them him, to worship him. And Jesus tells us that in, in, um, in uh, John chapter 4 verse 23, he tells us this, but the hour is coming and now is, this is that hour, the hour is coming and now is the hour when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. True worshipers, true worshipers worshiping the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. So what is the Father seeking? God is busy seeking people to worship Him. And He wants them not just to worship Him. He wants them to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Not just in truth, but in spirit. Not just in spirit, but in truth as well. Sometimes people worship Him in spirit. And they don't have to prepare themselves. They don't read the scriptures. He says, when I get there, the Holy Ghost, no, you're kidding yourself. You need to know the truth. You need to know the truth. So we worship him in spirit and in truth. And so God is seeking those people, such people, to worship him. And you can become one of those people if you surrender to him. Just by receiving Christ, you can truly worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, if he brings you in and you worship him in spirit and in truth, there are benefits that goes with those things. There are benefits that will go with that. And we need to know those benefits. What does it mean to worship God? What does it mean to worship God? Is it to go to church on Sunday, lift up your hands, have praise and worship? Is that what it means? Is that all there is to worship God? You know, Jesus went through a lot of temptation, of really bad temptations. But uh, the worst of those temptations, in my opinion, was the one that's recorded in Matthew chapter 4. Uh, after Jesus had fasted for 40 days, 
and the devil was tempting him and then the last of the temptations he took him to a very high mountain and then in a moment of time he showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof and then he said to Jesus oh, why don't you fall down and worship me now and all of these things I will deliver to you uh, that's interesting because the created being is asking the creator to fall down and worship him uh, that's madness but notice what goes with it Satan is saying if you fall down and worship me then I will deliver these things to you because it's been delivered to me who delivered it to him it was Adam that delivered the things of the world because God delivered everything to Adam and Adam sinned against God and Satan took over and that's why Satan is called the God of this current age he's not the God that created the world but he is the one that is ruling this current age and so he has some kind of authority and he's telling, he was telling Jesus if you fall down and worship me I will deliver these things the glory, the money, all of it all of it, I will deliver the power whatever humans need to feel good on the earth I'll deliver them to you if you will fall down and worship me now and that really irritated Jesus because Jesus said, be gone. And I'll read it to you in verse 4 of Matthew chapter 10. Away with you. I'm sure Jesus was really upset at this. Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall serve. Him only you shall serve. Now notice, when you worship, you get things delivered to you. Amen. If you worship Satan, he's going to deliver things to you. They may appear, and he'll deliver natural things, never spiritual. Everything in the soulless realm, in the, in the physical realm, he'll deliver them to you. However, along with that, sickness and disease, confusion, death and destruction in the family. How many of you know some guys in Hollywood? You see how he's delivered God gave them the talent. They didn't worship God with the talent. Right? And see what happened to Jalal. They got famous and then he destroyed them. And sometimes you see it, you want to cry. It doesn't make sense. So when you worship, you get something delivered. But Jesus said, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm not going to fall down and worship you. But there's something that Jesus added to that. He said, and I'll read. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Satan never said anything about service, right? Did he? He just said worship. But you can't worship without service. Service and worship, that's what's called true worship. He is seeking People to worship him in spirit and in truth. The true worshippers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not just asking you to worship him on Sunday morning, but you must serve him as well. You worship and you serve. 
That's what I was talking about. Many people want to come to church and just sit down and enjoy what's happening, the music and the worship and the feelings and all of that, but they won't serve. Well, they, wor- they are worshiping, but they don't have true worship. Amen? No true worship without service. Him, him only shall you serve. We got to serve him. We have to serve him. There are benefits in serving God. What are these benefits? You know, Jesus said in, in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things that they seek shall be added unto you. All these things, not just money. People want long life, right? They want their children to do well in life, right? They want a good sound bank account, an investment that will bring something good. They want to retire having good things for their children and for their own lives. We want all of that. They want to be healthy. What good is millions of dollars when you can't, when you are very sickly and you are constantly in the hospital? That's not wealth. They need, they want all of these things. But Jesus said, if you seek the kingdom of God, that's if you serve God first. Amen. Serving him, making sure his kingdom is number one in your life. When they say move for his kingdom, you are excited, you are out there. Whatever they say, if you think it will benefit the kingdom of God, you want to be number one. Where if God sees that in your life, everything that they are looking for in the world, he will make sure you have. Because his kingdom has become primary in your life. And he's not going to allow any distraction to come in your life. So seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Go to another scripture in Job chapter 36. Job chapter 36 verse 11. It says, if they obey and what? Serve him. Everybody says serve. Not just worship him. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in what? In prosperity. The reason we are not spending our days in prosperity is because we are not serving God. I'm not saying you are not worshiping God, but you you worship and you serve him as well. You put your whole heart into it. This is number one for you. You make that primary in your life. If that's the case, that's true service to God. If there is a God, he'll prosper you. You will spend your days in prosperity. Your native language will be prosperity. And no one can take that away from you. You may be having a hard time today, but if you make up your mind, I will serve God. If pastor says to pray, I'm going to be there. Whatever it takes for the kingdom of God to grow, if I have to give, I am willing. If you have a heart like that and you ask God, help me God, this is what I want. There is no way you will lack. Because and when you do that, what you have done is you have made him your shepherd. And you know what the scripture says? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We are the ones causing these things to ourselves. 
I tell you, when you place yourself in that place, God will fill your heart with confidence towards him. The thing is doubt. But when you're not there, because you can't help yourself, there's nothing you can do. You're just a man. This thing is spiritual. But when you're doing what God tells you, your spirit of God in you that knows what's going on will always stand. So you have such confidence in him. So you know when you ask anything in his name, he'll deliver it to you. There is no that you won't have that feeling of condemnation. If you will serve God, it says you will spend, they will spend their days. How many days? All their days in prosperity. That's the word of God. That's not my language. God put it there. Was God kidding with us? No, he meant what he said. Are we willing to follow through? If you're willing to serve him, you'll spend your days. But if you are on and on, to and fro, you, you're not really going to, being tossed to and fro, you don't really know what you want about, by God. He says, let not that man think he'll ever receive anything from God. God wants you to be steady in your faith, not back and forth. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he says, that man cannot receive anything from God. But what of you that you did not receive from God? God wants to give. He is a good God. He wants to bless his children. He wants to prosper us. But we're not willing to let him do it. We tie ourselves up. And we can't receive. Because we are not. All he's asking, just make up your mind today. I'm going to serve God regardless. Tell me what to do, pastor. Instruct us. And I'm there. Put your heart that way, and God is found a friend. Amen? He will protect you with his own life. <laughs> they will spend their days in prosperities and their years in pleasures. Amen? Pleasures. Not pain. Pleasures, not pain. Pain is not part of our Christian walk. If we follow God. I'm not preaching for you to get. Just believe these things and begin to act on it. And see what God will do. See how God can transform everything in your life. If you will stay true to what God is saying. You will spend your years. Days in prosperity. But years. Year after year. God bringing pleasures into your life. We will be free from difficulties. No, they'll come. But God will, through those difficulties, he brings promotion into your life. So you don't bother yourself about those difficulties. If you refuse to let God come into your, your life fully, you have blocked everything that's good that's coming your way. So we really need to serve God with all of our heart. Serving God truly means freedom. That's what delivers freedom to us. When you decide you're going to serve God. You remember the story of, uh, of uh, the children of Israel in Egypt? They were in bondage. They had nothing. They were slaves. How many of you have been in, the, in a very bad situation and you are praying to God, God, if you get me out of this, I will really serve you. <laughs> Is it just me? <laughs> many of us have done that when it gets really tough. And you're praying, God, you make like, a, a, you, you go into a kind of a covenant, a contract. God, if you can only get me out of this, I will serve you. That's, that was the way it was with them. They were crying out to God. 
God, if you get us, they knew their history. They knew they came into the place through Joseph. They knew Joseph was of God. And now God, for over 400 years, they felt nothing from God. They were prospering, and then everything turned against them. So they were started crying out to God. And I'm sure, because they were, hum- they were humans just like we are, I'm sure they were crying to God, God, if you help us with this, we will serve you. Amen? Just help us. And God says, I remembered my covenant. Amen? Read in Exodus. He says, now he told Moses, I have come down from heaven. I have heard their cry. And I'm going to deliver them from Egypt. And who is that Pharaoh that is going to stand in my way? Nobody. I'm going to get them out. And look at what he told Moses to tell Pharaoh. In Exodus chapter 8, he says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go. In other words, let them experience freedom, that they may, what? Serve me. Amen. His service that brings you freedom. Many Christians don't re- recognize that. You can't come and just be sitting every Sunday. Find something to do in the kingdom, in the house of God. They, God said, tell him. Tell Pharaoh, let my people go. In other words, let them be free so that they can go and serve me. I'd like to read another scripture to you. This is really interesting. And God is not going to take no for an answer. He'll kill anything that comes to, that will stop him from getting his people out. And that's you. If you make up your mind to serve God, no matter what comes into your life, when you're serving God, God fights that thing until that thing is gone from your life forever. Look at what he told Pharaoh in, in Exodus chapter 4, verse 22 and 23. Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus said the Lord, Israel is my son. Amen? How many children of God do we have here this morning? Yes. Israel is my son. You can't keep my son from serving me. Israel is my son. My firstborn. So I say to you, let my son go that what that he may serve me that he may serve me but if you refuse to let him go indeed i will kill your son see god will do go to any length anything that stands in his way when you are serving him and worshiping him anything comes in the way of your prosperity to hold you in bondage, God will kill it. And may God kill that thing that is holding you back this morning in Jesus' name. So that you can be on your way to the prosperity that God has promised you. God will always bless his children. Service to God. Job knew that. If you serve him. But can service to God... Keep us from being sickly. Can service from God keep us from being sickly? (coughs) Excuse me. I don't believe in sickness as I believe in my God. Amen. I won't repeat much of what the doctors are saying about my life. 
as I will repeat what I know God has said about my life. Amen? What the doctors give to you is the facts. They give you facts the way they see it in the natural. But I live my life, you should live your life by the truth. And the truth is the word of God. And Jesus himself is that truth. I firmly believe that if you are serving God, sickness will, be, will not be part of your life. I'm not saying you can never get sick. I'm just saying it's not, you can't be sickly as a Christian. You can't be sickly. That's not God's will. If it's happening, that's, there, there is a trespasser in your life. There is a thief in your life. And you need to fight. If you have to get your four by four, whatever, to beat this thief or get a gun, whatever, get that thief out of your life. Because it's not God's will. I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 23. And I'll close with this scripture. <laughs> and then you see the word, serve again. So you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your bread and your water. Not may bless. God will bless your bread and your water if you serve him. That's your finances. Amen. God will bless them. Anything you set your hands to do, God will bless them. He says he will bless your bread and your water. Your water. And I, God says, I will take sickness away from the midst of you. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So, so, Deborah, you will serve the Lord your God. And God says, I will take sickness from the midst of you. If God takes sickness from my midst, then I can't be sick, right? That's what the word says. If you are serving God, God has promised to take sickness out of your life. So you know that because you are serving God, you can let the enemy know that sickness is not a part of your life. So you need to let the devil know what you know. The devil doesn't know everything. So you need to inform him what you know. Let him know, Satan, I know you don't have two horns. And you don't have animal's feet. I know that. I know that you don't know everything. And since you are a little bit ignorant, let me inform you what I found in the word of God. Amen? Let me let you know what I know. You are the thief. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. What is he coming to steal if you got nothing? He's coming to steal your health that God has given to you. He's coming to steal your finances. He's coming to destroy your children, to bring confusion into your home. He's the thief. But Jesus said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from the midst of you. When he takes sickness from my midst, I can't be sick anymore. I'll have symptoms of sickness, but I'm not accepting them. Because let God be true and every man a liar. I stay with the word. Look at what he says. No one shall suffer miscarriage 
or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. That's where you know. I mean, God has a number for my days. The number is very important because I need to live. I got kids they are still growing. Amen. I want to be there for them. I don't want my life to be cut short. That's wrong. Something is not right. God wants me to live long. With long life, I will satisfy you. That means when I'm satisfied with life, then I'm okay. I'm satisfied. God, you've satisfied me. I'm ready to go home now. The number of your days, when you serve God, the number of your days will be fulfilled. You know, sickness will come into that, what God has said. And trying to cut your, your life short. And if you allow it, if you don't inform the devil what you know, you will succumb to that. But I, you need to let the devil know. From time to time, I let Satan know, look, I know you got cancer for them, but it's not for me. Amen? You can't put cancer in this body. Jesus lives in here. And then I say it to you, but the Bible says, you know, what you say with your mouth, you confess unto righteousness. Unto salvation, which your heart to believe, unto righteousness, with your mouth, you confess life and death are in the power of the tongue. I don't have power over all of these things, but the Bible says, decree a thing, and I will establish it. So I can decree, because I'm serving God. Am I perfect serving God? No, but I know where my heart is. I'm serving God, and you are serving God, amen? So I can tell the devil, God has taken sickness away from the, my midst, and cancer is one of those things he took away from my midst, amen? And you can't bring those things to me. Cancer cannot come into this body. Can you say that? Yes. Cancer can't come into this body. Until I'm ready to go home, nothing can take your life. Amen. Until, unless this word is not true. Why don't we believe God's word? Why can't we take him at his word? When did he lie to you last? Why can't we believe what he says and live our lives by his word? I can't be destroyed by cancer. The number of my days it will fulfill. I don't have, you heard me say this and you think we're just joking. I, I can't be in the plane and the plane will crash. I'm just 56 years old. I still got a long time to live. I don't have to pray every time I get in the plane. The plane knows not to crash. I'm in there. Well, you were laughing about this thing, but it's the truth. Did God not say the number of your days I will fulfill? I'm not satisfied with 56. Amen? I'm not satisfied with 56. I, I want to be around my... I'm a little older than my wife now, but I want to be around. And my kids. Amen? And I want to be strong for them. I don't want to be a liability. Amen? I want to be strong for them. Let daddy give you good advice. Amen. Let me show you. That's good. That's what God wants for all of his children. Everyone who believes in Christ, he says, as many as believe in him, he gave the what? Right to become Sons of God. How can a son of God be? Have you ever heard that Jesus was sick? Huh? And we need a, an expert doctor to help Jesus? Jesus, the son of God, is sick in the hospital. Let's, let's have a prayer meeting for him. Have you heard that? Did, have you ever read anywhere in the scripture Peter was sick? You heard that? 
we really need to believe God's word. Amen? Fight for your life. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers what? Violence. I know, if you know my life from the time I was a boy, I was very sickly. You know, my, my mother showed me after I got saved, uh, this monkey's call. You know, uh, we practice voodoo in those days, okay? Uh, maybe they still do it. But I get very dizzy. I was a very sickly kid. And uh, my mom, you know, when I go out, I get dizzy. I run back home. And she, the, this voodoo doctor had given her this uh, monkey's call. It was a little small monkey's call. But as, in a, uh, as a boy, I thought it was huge. And she put it over my eyes like that. Just go back and forth. And the dizziness will clear off. And I'll go to play. And uh, after I got saved, I knew that I wasn't of God. I knew. <laughs> but my point is, if the devil is doing that with his kids, amen? <laughs> this funny stuff. <laughs> what about my God? He can protect me. I've been through this. I mean, this is true experience. I went through this. You, it's not you telling me a story. This is what I went through. I experienced this. And later after I got saved, my mom also got saved. And, you know, we were sitting back there just talking about how good God is and everything. And she says, good luck. I kept something for you. And I had been thinking about it all my stay in the U.S., you know, thinking to go back to Mama. Mama got saved later, and we became so close, you know, and she would talk. She got filled with the Holy Spirit, and, boy, she speaks in, she spoke in tongues with me all the time. And then uh, she said, I got this thing kept for you. Good luck. I want to show you. And so she brought this monkey's call, and I thought, man, it was this small? Because <laughs> in my eyes, as a kid, it was so huge. And I said, Mama, I'm so glad you kept it now. This is the time to burn this stupid stuff. Amen? And she said, yes, son, let's do this. And boy, we had a, a, a celebration over the monkey's skull being burnt. Amen? <laughs> we had fun. We burnt it because I know I don't need no monkey's skull anymore. Amen? Jesus is with me. I can't be sick. I can't be sick. He sent his word and his word heal them. Stand up with me this morning. I believe God wants to heal you. You don't need to be sick. God will heal you. Amen. How many of you got something out of this this morning? Take it so strong. Because it's the word of God. Jesus will not lie to us. Heaven and earth will pass away. But my word Remains forever. You know that. So let's believe him. All heads bowed. All heads bowed. You're here this morning and you say, I need to have a, a relationship with Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm not sure if I die today, I will go to heaven. But I want to be sure that if I die today, I will go to heaven. I want to believe in Jesus. I want a relationship with, with him. I need him in my life. If that's you, would you just raise your hand up quickly and put it back down? Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Say those hands. Thank you. It's very important. I'm glad you raised your hand. Make sure as you come to him, you are receiving him and his righteousness. Because he wants to make you righteous. And make you strong. Now, I also believe that if you are sick in your body, I don't care how long it's been in your body. This morning, that thing is going to vacate your body because Jesus is coming in. Can, you, can I hear an amen? amen? Yes, amen. If you're sick in your body, please come over here. And uh, prayer partners, please come. 
And we're going to be praying for these people. If you're sick in the body and needs healing today, I need you to come up and let us pray for you so that your, that thing will disappear from your body. I don't care what it is. And I don't care what you did that cost it. Sometimes we have this thing in our head, well, I did, did it, I cost this on me, I put it on my life, so why should I ask God to help me? Well, we sinned and He still forgave us, amen? So get here and get healed by the Lord Jesus Christ, and He free you totally from it. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, God can free you from sickness and disease. Please go to our prayer partners and let them pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Receive your healing this morning. Receive your healing this morning. Receive your healing this morning because God wants you to have it. Don't, don't have respect for sickness because it's not of God. God wants you healed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You need prayer. You need prayer. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Angela, please pray for Gina. I'll pray for her. You pray for Gina. I'm, I'm coming there too. In your life, you need somebody to agree with you in prayer. Please don't hesitate. That's why we're here. The Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, that they shall ask of the Lord, he will do it. Let's believe the word of God and let's act on it. And that's obedience, that's humility. And God brings his blessings into our lives as we obey him. Thank you, Jesus. For the rest of us, let's lift our hands up to the Lord, please, this morning. Everywhere, according to the word of God, according to the scriptures, let the saints of God everywhere lift up holy hands before God without doubting. Just let's worship him. Father, I thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You've brought healing into our lives. Yes, by your stripes, we were healed. You've taken sickness away from our midst, O oh God. You were wounded for our transgression. You were bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon you. And with your stripes we were healed and we are healed. We are the healed in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless your people with health. I bless your people with prosperity. I bless your people with abundance, with plenty. In the name of Jesus, I curse everything that's coming against your lives that will diminish that abundant life that you've brought to them. I curse all of those things and I release the blessings of God upon your people today in the name of Jesus. And God's people said... Amen. God bless you.